0: And a very good evening everybody and welcome to one of our spiritual evenings from the Paul Christian Spiritualist Church in the south coast of England. A very warm welcome to everybody joining us. A great delight Uh, and I've just found out that she's only done this because it's me and I'm so delighted (laughs) (laughs) to welcome our guest tonight, the lovely Anne-Marie Bond. Anne-Marie, how are you my sweet...
1: Hi Laurie, I'm very well. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks for inviting me. Um, something different, so um, I'm looking forward to it.
0: it, it it's great. We uh, were having a little discussion just before we went on air tonight, and yeah, we're both of very much of this energy. It really is time to talk about spiritualism. It really is because we all wander around, don't we, with all these thoughts in our heads. I have very little uh, opportunity to hear others and to ask questions and to converse and to grow. So very much on that vein, the lovely Anne-Marie here as a group on Facebook, the Spiritualist Speakers Assembly of Spirit Inspiration, which I came across on one of my little... Sojourns wandering through the internet, and I was delighted and amazed by the content. So, Anne Marie, could you just tell us a wee bit where, what was before we get into what it is, where did that inspiration come from for you, please?
1: Okay. Um, That inspiration came from advice and guidance from my spirit team. Um, they, they knew that I had a passion for helping people to find their voice and they knew by people finding their voice, they would then be able to maybe step out of their, their, um, restraints that they keep themselves in, you know, and unlock that inner confidence and on, uh, SNUI online. I was running a group, I started to run a group called the Prayer Expression to God. There were many classes that were uh, teaching mediumship and there was none teaching about your connection to God. And so I wanted to do this group because it allowed people to speak a prayer to God, to their God of their understanding in front of a group of people that were there for the same reason so everybody there would have a turn to say their own prayer and they would speak their prayer alongside background instrumental music just to create that harmony in that space but the prayer isn't for me to teach people how to pray it's a place where it comes from within and it wasn't a prayer that you do for the divine service as it were in a spiritualist church it was their prayer and it would like la- their prayer would last for the length of the song, uh, the music, and they would actually get to choose randomly, say I had 10 songs, I'd say to them, choose one to 10, they wouldn't know what the song is. And I'd play that background instrumental music, and if it was for five minutes, it was three minutes, seven minutes, they would have to continue their prayer right right all the way through. And what started to happen is there were people in there that didn't even have a voice. They were too scared to use their voice. And after a while, you started to see the transition that they started to come out of themselves. They started to open up. They started to lose that that fear of speaking and being heard. But they started to step into that space of understanding that they are talking to their God. And they felt that some of them said to me afterwards, that they were actually being listened to. And it created that healing in that space. And from there, I had this urge, this feeling, this this something that I wanted to create something bigger. And it's through the influence of my spirit team that told me about the assembly, although I didn't have the name assembly at that time. And there were, I think there were a few people in that group who I spoke to about it. I know one was called Silky, one was Lorna Harper, um, and a couple of other people were in the room. And we spoke about creating that something, but I didn't know how it was going to be formed. And it, the assembly was formed by spirit giving me the ideas. I wake up, I'm usually up by 4 35, um, five o'clock each morning. And as I get up in a space of, two minutes I'm like what would you like me to learn today and in that space they give me this information and so that's how I started to to gain the idea of wanting something bigger and it started to unfold yes
0: wonderful absolutely wonderful and yeah that really really did resonate with me very much because it's uh, this is all being spirit-led Yes. uh the things that are going on in this virtual world i mean love it or loathe it everybody uh is never going to go away so i always say well if you've got something in your life learn to use it intelligently yes. uh, and i'm so pleased to come across groups such as yourselves mm-hmm. where we're talking about things and we're yeah. encouraging people on and we're not trying to turn everybody into a medium <laughs> yeah it's it's all about finding it and as you so succinctly said there, it is about touching on that divine energy within. it really is it Absolutely. Just really starts to bring that to the fore. sadly, pre uh, these times <clears throat> we had little opportunity to explore um for the main. Uh, every service and most circles and groups were set up in and around the pursuit of evidential mediumship. That's right. And so to me, you know, it's a bit, of a bit of a cul-de-sac because you're forever reaching out to other people for their views and opinions. But quite frankly, what is the most important opinion and view is your own ongoing one. And the development of that and the progression of that, because what I thought yesterday, I don't think today and tomorrow, I've got no idea, but I know it's mm. going to be fun. So when we see groups like yourselves mm. and have a warn, everybody, you may get a little message come up in your box saying, would you do a prayer, please? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> because you rely <laughs> so much on people volunteering and is usual people are a little bit slow to come forward it's always a bit like a dam breaking isn't it yes it's, it's this solid wall there with water sloshing around the top and then suddenly one log comes out and then that's it you can't stop it <laughs> there you <laughs> go <laughs> <laughs> absolutely oh dear. beautiful beautiful oh
1: dear.
0: one of the um events that you regularly have is yes. the speakers assembly where you invite yes. in speakers from that's right different persuasion tell us a little bit more about that because they're beautiful
1: thank you yes um it's it's named the assembly and it took weeks and weeks and weeks to actually decide upon the name and that was because I wanted it it's supposed to be a community of of people sharing their, um, their spoken word. And I tried out many different names. It just didn't sit right. And then one day I got up and I said, it's the assembly because it reminded me when I used to go to primary school. And you'd all go to the assembly where we'd all gather as one and we'd all be given the information as one. And I knew at that moment it was the assembly because over here, outside of you know, going to your um, CV where you have the assembly, we don't really use that term. But I know it may be used a lot in, in America. And it was something that I didn't want to be a common name. I wanted it to just speak what it was. And the assembly fits quite well. What the assembly is, it's a it's got many different layers, the purpose being the bridge between the spiritualist churches and those in the uh, material world awakening, if you like, you know, awakening to there's something more beyond this world. And as they start to seek what else is out there and their soul begins to search for something new Some people are interested in in coming to a spiritualist church, but what stops them is their fear of mediumship, that spooky stuff, that stuff that, you know, the spirits may follow them home if they come to a a place like that. And I know that because I speak from experience, Laurie, because I was one of them. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, I remember my friend used to be. We used to read the tarot cards here, and I remember she was sitting in this very room, and she'd say, "Oh, my ears are going red." And I said, "What does that mean?" And she goes, "Oh, you've got spirits here." I said, "Spirits?" And I'd frog march her out the house. I said, "Time to leave. You've got to go. I don't <laughs> don't leave those things here with me." So I totally know what I'm speaking about because I used to be so fearful, just to even have the conversation, you know. And so I understand that if people come to an event where it's community based, it's interactive, it's fun, it's it's not putting people on the spotlight unless they choose to raise their hand and be there. It It is an, a, a bridge that those people can come and they can sit back with their cameras off if they like, you know, because some people need to warm up. Some people need to feel comfortable, but they get to hear a philosophy on spiritualism by an established speaker someone who's addressed people um in a way so uh they've got experience in addressing people on spiritualism and that's what I wanted I wanted one aspect to be that someone for the first time coming in would hear what it what a an address sounds like mm. a good address sounds like or feels like I wanted to have the aspect of the spiritual reading as well. I wanted a, an influence of what happens in a spiritualist church that one day, should they go, they understand, oh, this is what I've been used to. I'm used to a spiritual reading. I'm used to the opening prayer. I'm used to the address. And it's to prepare them, if you like, to get used to what happens in a spiritualist church, albeit we don't have the mediumship. And the idea is also for those people that have gone to spiritual churches so often that they're not actually searching for a message anymore, Laurie, what they're doing yeah. is they're wanting, they understand, they have their truth, they have their proof. They don't need actually any further proof because they know it, um, the next world exists. They know that when we transition, life is eternal. And so for those people that need, Or are looking for the nourishment of their soul, if you like, by listening to words being shared. It's also for people who are trainee speakers and to be in an environment where they get to speak, not for long, maybe two minutes, whether it's a poem they share or I have these spot life questions that I ask people and they can, you know, those questions are very random on You know, what's what's your um, if you were going to have a book named after you, what would the title be and why to, you know, what's your purpose in this life? And then we have what I call the spiritualist collaboration, where I'll have one person who will start the collaboration and one person who will end. So I'll always know who's starting and who's ending. And the idea is that the person who starts, they speak on a principle, one of these seven principles. And then the volunteers will be person number two and person number three. So it's spontaneous. It's a bit random. We don't know who's going to speak. And so sometimes we say, right, come on, everyone, put your hands up. Who would like to um, share their words? And I know you've joined us and you've done that as well, which is beautiful. And um, and then we have the closing prayer, but. The magic, which I'm not going to go into too much detail, Laurie, because I want it to be someone's first experience, and you know why. When someone's first experience, when they come in, I want them to to receive that. But the magic is within the last, I would say, 10 minutes of the entire um, assembly. And that's that special moment where we don't call to demand the services of our loved ones to come and perform for us, tell us who you are, what you did, etc. But for our loved ones in their auditorium, in their spirit um, dimension, that they blend with us and they hear us. And that's all I'm gonna say about the magic because obviously you know what takes place there. And so the idea of the whole entire assembly is about healing, is healing through communication. And with that, we want to bring elements of awareness about what spiritualism is. But we also want to bring people closer to their God to understand that through the relationship that they build of their God, that they can also not only speak to God, but they can speak to their loved ones as well. And so it's, it has so many different dimensions to it to help people find that true voice and commune with others. And um, what I found of the assembly is I remember, I'll never forget, it, actually, my first assembly that I run. I was so nervous. My knees were knocking under the table the whole way through. I didn't tell anybody that. <laughs> and uh, I, I was like shaking. It was such a big thing. So I know that this is bigger than me. And it's like, <gasps> you know, so. Anyway, I carried on. And at the end, my friend, Lorna Harper, she says um, she says to me, how do you feel now that you've done your first one? Because she was on the journey from the very beginning when I did the prayer expression to God group. And I said to her, do you know, I said, I've felt of service to spirit in many different ways. You know, I'm a demonstrator and, uh, and in, in the churches. And I said to her, this is the first time I really feel in service for spirit because I was able to bring... People from different parts of the world together, people who, who, who are frightened to have their voice heard. To those people that have not even in the movement, my some of my family, uh, my friends, my hairdressers, my clients, invited them into that space, and I said, "Yeah, I've, I felt like I've done something good for spirit." That's what the assembly is about. Brilliant
0: brilliant brilliant, brilliant and it, it is um this word is getting more and more said and more and more i believe understood better is yeah. about our own soul journey yes here. yeah and events like uh, the ones that you've run really allow that, that soul to soul communion that's so you know I often say this, and apologies, anybody's heard it loads of times before. We spend so much of our lives being whatever to whoever—mother, mm. brother, sister—when we can actually talk, as you and I are talking tonight. Yeah, we, we've got. There's no, <clears throat> there's no pressure. There's no uh, design, no want from it other than yes. just to commune, and Absolutely. it feels beautiful absolutely
1: beautiful. it really does Laurie it's one of these things where um y- people have to get used to hearing their voice I think before mm-hmm. they get to share their voice and I know that when I used to go to the spiritualist churches at the very beginning and they would say to, they would say to everyone right I want everyone to get up to some of the circle leaders get up and just just speak just speak off of a principle and you think oh where do I begin? I've got all these faces staring at me and you create this fear that it's something to fear. And it's not really, because if you're having a conversation with a friend, then you don't talk with a script. I don't say when my friend calls me, oh, hang on a minute. Let me just get a script. Uh, where's my script? Go through my page. Right. What would you like to talk about? Uh, let Hold on. Where's the answer? We don't do that. We talk from a place from the I call it the God heart of self to the God heart of others. And so when we're communicating in that way, we're talking from a place of truth and a place of love, I feel. And that's what we should do, even when we're on platform as a speaker. But we put so much emphasis on it has to be perfect. It has to be right. Right that we actually forget just to relax in that moment and just talk from the God heart of self. It does take some time to, to drop the guard to, to drop the fear, put it aside and allow yourself to allow your inner thoughts to be heard by others without the fear of it being judged. And so many people fear being judged. um, Even sharing their opinion so the fact that they're going to speak from a place from the heart without a script can make them feel a little bit more um, fearful at doing that, you know, and I understand it. Some people like myself, Laurie, suffered a lot, a lot, I would say a lot, emphasize a lot <laughs> on the imposter syndrome where I used to suffer feeling I, I would give a, a, a talk at a dress and, afterwards people would come up to me and say oh well done that was really good I really felt like you were speaking to me and I'd look at them like hmm really and because I didn't I wanted that but to hear it it was like well maybe this was just a fluke and so you I was in a space and I know many other people in this space this imposter syndrome of can I really say things that's going to positively affect others yeah and and yeah until you learn to trust yourself and it may be going to listening to um these type of events or coming to the assembly as it were for you to actually participate in those events and you start to learn actually you're part of a team you're not solo you're not by yourself but as a team you know that you're supported. And so that when you do get up to speak, when you do get up to share your thoughts, that those that are listening actually may identify or resonate with some of what you've gone through. And that's why people will come up to you at the end and say, what you said really touched me. It's because they resonated with what you said. Yeah. And so we all have a story, Laurie. You have a story. I have a story. Our listeners, we all have a story. And it's that story that we're speaking from. We're speaking from our own belief. We're speaking from that space where our experiences, good or bad, have reached us to this place and this understanding. But in that, we can never get away from s- what somebody else thinks, someone else's opinion of us really doesn't matter. What matters is our opinion of self. You know, we are the person that we need to relate to. We are the person that needs to believe in ourselves first. Because if we don't believe in ourselves, how are we going to get others to believe in us?
0: Very true. Just a few comments coming in here. Okay. go, go Handley she's saying, Yep, yeah, she's had the same. What the spirits follow me home? one of my my bestest ever circle leaders when she started off. She's an absolute, she's everybody's mum. It all rolled into one. She's such a nice lady. And she used to say, I used to run home from circle because I didn't want them chasing me down the road to follow me home.
1: (laughs) Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly, you know. I I remember those times. I'm telling you, I remember those times. And I, you know, because... Uh, When people start to know that you do this kind of thing, you know, if they come in from a fear place and uh, a place that they don't understand, or they'd never stepped in the spiritualist church before and understand these things, they're very quick to tell you you're doing the devil's work. Mm -hmm. I remember a lady, uh, one one of my mum's friends, when my mum said to her that, you know, this is what Anne does. She goes, Oh, she's gone to the devil's side. And I thought, what a cheek, you know? Um, unless you've ever stepped into my space, then how are you going to judge me? You know, and it is it is what it is, but you've got to just, you know, as I say, with those spirits following you, they don't follow you. That's the lesson. That's the understanding. They don't follow you because a lot of people think that if a spirit follows you, it has to be a bad spirit. I'm not even going to get into that because, for me, I've never experienced that. All I experience is love from the spirit world, and that's all I'll ever entertain anyway. But, um, yeah, sorry. I'm going off on a tangent now. Let me stop.
0: (laughs) This is is how these evenings evolve. It's absolutely beautiful. Angela Foster brought up a very good point. It is said that the address can touch everyone where That's the right. contact in a demonstration is designed for one recipient. It's so mm. true. And it, is. it is. It is. And I, it brings, yeah. Sorry, I, I want to come back to uh, where you said about the imposter syndrome. I don't know yes. if I'm describing the imposter syndrome, but I used to have uh, my own self-doubt of, you know, who am I to be telling people yes. things? Yes, yes. You know, because yeah. you can guarantee the minute you ask yourself that every bad thing you've ever done is the first thing that comes. Absolutely,
1: absolutely. Oh now you've got it. You've got it down. That's what it is. It's you know that um, that concept where we believe that you know who are we to be telling anybody else anything? You know, and it, it, is it a fluke? You know, I might do a, a demonstration and it goes well, and I think, oh, you know, if they come and speak to me now, what do I do? It's the the, the imposter syndrome is is very crippling to you know it, it keeps you held into that space of fear, that boundary that doesn't allow you to grow, that boundary that holds you back so that you're not able to flourish. And I believe that in order for us to let that go, we've got to learn, Laurie not to be perfectionists, Because if you are a perfectionist and you're someone that's got to do things right every single time, you will suffer with the imposter syndrome because what happens if it goes wrong?
0: So I'm getting a telling off from spirit here, I feel. (laughs) (laughs) Let it
1: go. Let the mistakes happen. From mistakes we learn.
0: (laughs) Andy, I am a great... You know what? None of us are angels. If we were an angel, we wouldn't be here. It's as simple as that none of us are angels we've all had a history is how we handle that uh, time and those memories and what we do now and going forward That's Absolutely, what really counts
1: absolutely you know Aww.
0: frederick uh just saying that you do an amazing job i've got Thank your you frederick. tonight <laughs> <laughs> oh. Jennifer Phelps. Uh, oh, Hello. Lorna,
1: Lorna Harper. Jenny. Hi, this. Jenny. <laughs> yeah, I've I run in Jenny's speaking. But I run um, a speakers course, and uh, of course, it's all about communication because I feel with mediumship, I t- obviously teach mediumship, but the speakers course for me is about um, understanding that in order for you to even become a great medium it's not just about the connection to the spirit world that you can have it's about how you present that information over you've got to first learn how to speak with people and if you can speak with people you can face people if you can have the icon contact, if you can have that presence then you will trust in your delivery therefore being able to receive the information you won't be second guessing and, and doubting yourself and um it's also about giving yourself permission to be heard. You know, those of us that have been in the movement for a while now and we're, we're used to the sound of our own voices, it's okay. But those that stepping up, those that stepping into the arena, we understand what it feels like and we must not never forget as teachers what it was like for us when we first began. Because the moment we do, the moment we are not teaching anybody anything, because we always have to remember where we started from and how we were and how we had to build that confidence. And so my purpose, I feel one of my purposes, is to try to create fun exercises, but I work on the confidence of someone. So my teaching style is a little bit different. In the sense that when I get people to do activities, they don't even realise until the very end that wow, they realise that was the purpose why we did that, and they they're all starting to grow. So it's absolutely beautiful.
0: Yeah, I, I think it's a really important thing every now and then to go to back to what I call 1.0. Yeah, yeah. Because you know we do, we progress, we evolve, do whatever. Uh, And you forget, and especially if you're involved in a church or a centre, you know, you've got to get people walking in, no idea what's going on, no Mm. idea what a circle is, no idea what uh, we're all about.
1: Absolutely.
0: And it's so important to keep that mentality and drop back to that every now and then to make sure people coming in who've joined you in the interim are brought up to speed. Encourage to speak yeah because you know we we had very little opportunity in our churches and centers to ask just ask questions
1: yeah absolutely through questions you learn through questions you're able to um say well you ask a question that somebody else in the room may be too frightened to ask because they feel it's a bit too silly you know and uh I always say no question is ever too silly or too small. All questions should be asked. And um, I've been a teacher for over 20 years, so I'm used to teaching people and I always say to them, you can ask me a question as many times as you like, and I will find a thousand different ways to give you an answer that suits your style, suits what you need for your Mm -hmm. understanding, you know? And one of the aspects is, not only for teachers, but for students as well, learning to um, develop their speaking ability is to have patience. Too too many people are, are trying to skip the patience or skip the nurturing, and they want to go from 1.0 to 1,000 <laughs> within a week. I've been to a workshop, now I'm teaching, and, um, you know, In that process, I do say to my students, and they've always got this answer correct, which is lovely, and I'll ask your viewers the same question. Is it the destination or is it the journey? Which one's more important? You know, that's what we need to ask.
0: Always the journey. So, Yeah. yeah. Christine from Stockholm. Hi, Christine. Uh, saying, what a wonderful idea with this assembly, an opportunity for shy people like herself to train to speak about spiritual subjects. Yeah. I wish I could participate in this. Christine, you can. There I you shall do. put the link to the facebook page in the comments column
1: thank you so
0: please follow that like it and you will be notified of everything coming up who says us men can't multitask oh we you're really doing
1: amazing. a wonderful job Laurie. It's Awesome, <laughs> amazing yeah, <really>. <laughs> <laughs> you're doing fantastic <laughs> we have um just a note on that we have christina uh, an assembly this monday and um Nathan Paul, he's the other uh, assembly host He does a marvellous job He's a wonderful uh, uh, an ambassador for, for Spirit And he runs his assembly on a Monday evening at 7pm I'm sure Lorna will put something in the comment box for me And, um, and my one that I run is on a Sunday So we're going to have two actually One's on the 12th of December And I've done a pre-recording with Tony Stockwell for that one and then on the twenty-sixth of December, Boxing Day, we have another one. So all via Zoom, and you're That's welcome great. to join. Yes, because you know, you know what it is, Laurie. A few years back, when I say a few years back, must be five years now, and I was wondering why are there no spirit at the time. There may be now, but why was there no spiritualist churches open on the Christmas Day? And I used to think, to, well, in London anyway, I used to think to myself, there's so many people who live on their own who would like to go to a spiritualist church on Christmas morning. And so I decided I, I spoke to one, um, one spiritualist church and they said they're happy for me to come on a um, Christmas Day morning and I can run a little um, service it wasn't going to be mediumship, but what it was going to be is communication and healing. And, you know, it was the most beautiful event. It was so lovely. And I, I say to myself, you know, now that we're all online, it's wonderful because no one should actually have to feel alone. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's events like this that we can come to online now where no one has to feel alone. So, Christina, you're very welcome.
0: Monique Backer from uh, the Netherlands. Hi, Monique. Just picking up on the thread I was saying about who are we to be up there Imposter saying this.
1: syndrome, stuff. yeah.
0: Yeah, who are we? You know, I've, I've been terrible. I park on double yellow lines and all sorts of things. And I don't even drive.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that makes <it> even <laughs> That's a good one. <sighs>
0: <laughs> Lovely Lorna has managed to join us She's on our YouTube channel. Hello, Lorna. Know. Uh, just saying the speaker's course really helped her so much. Now she has much more confidence to do so. With the help of... Are you paying all these people, do you? I
1: think I am, you know. I think I am. You're going to be but bankrupt
0: you... by the end of the night. I <laughs> know.
1: I'm going to have no money left. Um, but I will say this now that Lorna's on the screen. I tell you, Laurie, I, a lot of my work, the assembly and the open platforms, that I still haven't advertised for tomorrow. Anyway, um, but Lorna is one of my greatest um, friends I've met over COVID times and Lorna is going to be a lifelong friend, but Lorna keeps me on the straight and narrow. So anything I forget, Lorna is then. Lorna is actually the um, co-host for the assembly as well. So she's the lady that puts their, all the details in the chat boxes at the end as well. So a phenomenal person and really a lot of the things I couldn't do without her. So I appreciate it. I do appreciate you, Lorna.
0: And I fully get the energy with that because we we are only as good as our teams around us. Yes. Um, and especially with the, the online, the virtual side, it's not everyone's cup of tea. We know That's that. right.
1: That's actually, right. We know that. Yeah.
0: A lot of people are joining in where they would never have done before, but to get people who are actually sort of adept at being able, co-hosting on Zoom is quite a... A task uh, and big responsibility, and you also have the ability, as I found out, to mute everybody and not be able to unmute <laughs> them all. That's Isn't crazy. it wonderful? Press that mute button. Do yeah, you know the... about
1: the remove button as well, the eject button as well? That's oh, yes.
0: <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> I want one of those in real life, but anyway, <laughs> <laughs> stop giggling. Uh, Mary Dixie from London just saying, those learning need to understand that everyone started at some point and have gone through the same. Yeah, absolutely. People come in, don't they, and see us working or watch us online and go, oh, I want to do that. Mm. Uh, And they don't go through like the eight years of finishing work, coming home in the dark, cold, thinking I'm not going to circle. And half an hour later, you're sat there thinking I want to be at home. and.
1: (laughs) And, you know, a lot of people don't realize as well through a lot of tears that's happened as well. Mm. A lot lot of times when when many of us have just, you know, thought about I'm giving up, I'm walking away. That's it. I've had enough. And, you know, you have to look at the if you see someone that you really admire, you really like think, oh, I really want to be like that person. Whilst that's good, the problem with that is firstly, you should try to be the best part the best version of self but if you're saying that you want to be like this person are you asking for all their trials and tribulations that they've been to Mm. been through to get them to that stage where they are now because they're you know some people have gone through illnesses some people have gone through accidents some people have gone through you know all sorts to actually get to the strength of the person that they are now so we should always strive for trying to be the best version of self but at the same point it is to remember that we've all had to start from somewhere from that first moment of stepping into a spiritualist church from that first moment of understanding that life is eternal from that first conversation we've had with spirit we've all started from somewhere and when you look at the 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 best teachers or the best medium or the best speaker or the best healer, the best um, physical, mean, whomever it, that person is. You have to understand that once upon a time, there was a once upon a time for that person because they were new at what they were doing mm-hmm. and they've had to go through their trials and tribulations to get to the point where they are. Many people do forget, as you were saying, Laurie, that there's been years, some people were even in this room decades in unfolding their journey unfolding their their ability to get to a place where they're ready now some people will be ready quicker than others but the one thing i would say is it's the journey that we need to cherish it's the journey that we need to look at and try our best not to not to force that what should take its time because each of us are unique in what we can do. Each of us have this ability to be great and we've all got many different potentials. Some of us, so many untapped potentials, some that we'll probably take with us when we transition. But the idea is to understand that Give it a go. Give 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 something a go. If you like the if you liked the aspect of doing art, if you like the aspect of speaking, give it a go. But try not to force it. But enjoy the journey. Nurture it. And the most the most important aspect, practice, because through repetition, through the continuous um, progress of of what you of what you begin to continue understand about yourself and you begin to trust yourself and you begin to understand that through the practicing of that that you're trying to achieve you will reach a, a place where you start to recognize that part of you that is no longer the imposter syndrome But that part of you that has a right to speak, a right to demonstrate, a right to do whatever it is that you're trying. But be prepared that your journey may be slightly longer than somebody else's journey because we're all unique. And it's wonderful when people develop a skill and straight away they want to teach it to others and that's okay but teaching is a different ball game in itself because not every medium can be a great teacher not every great teacher is a great medium or speaker if you like but what we can do is develop an understanding of people and what i mean by that understanding that we all have a different learning style a different learning need and as a teacher, when you can begin to identify the different learning styles of those people in your room, then you'll end up having more of an effect. You know, I always try to ask my students when they finished the a course with me or a workshop, leave some feedback on the website. And the reason why I do that, not just for self, but to really—I don't even—I don't give them a script. I don't say try and include this, try and include that. I just say leave some feedback. They could leave whatever feedback they like because I don't um, approve it. It just goes straight on the website. And the idea about that is I would like to see what their true experience was. And, you know, I've got over 300 of those uh, comments. And it's so wonderful to, to look at and to read, to know that I am doing something good for people. I am making a difference. And that encourages me to continue. But for the student to continue, they must be with a teacher that they feel is supporting them emotionally as well because you can teach someone but if you teach from a um, from a fear aspect to to get them to fear you they will never step out and show their vulnerability they will they will always still be a little bit um lacking in confidence because they'll be more performing for your approval than performing for what they can um if if i do that
0: i'll shut them up so i'll do that Yes, I'm not doing this because, you know what, it really resonates.
1: Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. (coughs) Excuse me. You're just about to fall
0: out with Lorna Harper now, so uh, I hope you haven't sent the check off to her just yet.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, Lorna (laughs) Harper.
0: <laughs> so <I'm, laughs> Lauren is asking, "I am Marie Laurie. What plans has Anne-Marie got up her sleeve for the future?"
1: Oh dear, I've got lots. Oh, I don't know yet. Spirit, do you want to answer this one? nope <laughs> left it to me. All right. Um, what plans have I got? I, I, at the moment, I'm writing so many books. Um, I'm doing. I've got a lot of workbooks out for people. This is about to come out soon. For next year, I'm going to do a lot more um, workshops. I'm a newly appointed tutor at the Arthur Finley College Which I'm very proud about So hopefully if the college opens next year Hopefully I will be um, doing a couple of uh, weeks up there I, I hope so And what else? But for myself, it's more of assembly Nathan and I are um, collaborating the way where we're going to do um, He'll do one month, I'll do the other month, etc But I'm also looking for new hosts for the assembly as well Uh, Because what's happening with the assembly I'm going to come back to your question in a moment What's happening with the assembly is It's so special and I know People come in and I know that You know people have said to me oh I like that I'm going to use that etc and that's great And I know people will take Parts of it but it is Something that's so It's so powerful And it's not to challenge spiritualist churches It's to support Spiritualist Mm -hmm. churches it's to support That aspect of Um, People that are not not necessarily wandering around, but people are looking for something. And I'm aware that there's people like yourself, Laurie, you do um, these type of events, which is a different form of the assembly, if you like. I do the assembly. You've got other people doing philosophy would be wouldn't it when I'm live someone's at my door yeah. um uh,
0: you want to go get your pizza no
1: no no they, <laughs> they can wait they can wait um they can wait they can leave it on the doorstep I'm sure it's I'm sure it's my delivery from Amazon anyway um but the idea is really about knowing that there's so many people like ourselves in our own little island trying to support the communication process trying to support people Um, finding their true voice in any way that we can. And as I said to you before we started, it's really about people coming to these type of events, liking what they're seeing, but telling others about it, not keeping it to themselves and putting it in their diary for the next time they want to come, but actually telling people, not those that are in the movement. Like I say to everyone in the assembly, tell someone else. But it doesn't not necessarily someone in the movement. You know, I bring uh, my aunt, my friends, my hairdresser, my business clients. I tell everybody because you cannot be harmed by coming in, sitting, listening to spirit inspirations, inspired words, words that are talking about life, words that are helping people to recognize that actually through the mayhem of life navigating your way through sometimes a song is really powerful because in that song you might just hear a sentence a word that gives you that that anchor that you need to carry on and I always say that it's really important that we share where we go with others and we tell our family or tell our friends so that we can expand you know I it's not just about me continuously telling everybody oh the assembly's on the assembly's on it's about everybody that comes in that enjoys the experience then tell one other person who's not in the movement then you are making a difference as well
0: very true very very true we, we do uh adopt the role of seed sowers yes um, my feeling at this time for the way the movement, we're talking spiritualism at this time, uh, going forward, we're going to see, we're seeing this outcropping of many, many, many presentations on the the internet. Mm. And I just feel so we will see a a reduction in the audience that we used to have. Uh, I'm not explaining that too well. But yeah, if you you on a night of mediumship or um, whatever, you yeah, ninety people. I think these numbers are all going to go down, but there's a greater group proliferating this knowledge and this understanding out there, in many different versions.
1: Absolutely, absolutely, it it will do. It will continue. The thing is, we you know what I've not what I've started to realize. I think I've known this for a long time, but. The, the development of mediumship for some people can be quite addictive in the sense that that's where they put all of their own, all their attention, all their focus is just developing, developing, developing their, their mediumship ability, want to get out there, want to demonstrate, demonstrate, demonstrate. That's all very good. And, um, and I, I applaud those people that do stand up for spirit, that do give the voice to those that do not have their physical voice. And, and give information that the recipient can have their proof of um, that their loved ones have survived. But the bigger picture is that spiritualism is much bigger than just mediumship. Mm -hmm. And that's why with the assembly, it's really about saying to people, you are God, you are part of the greater consciousness. You are part of the bigger plan. And when we just home in on one aspect and we don't see anything else, then are we really tapping into the potential that where we could be of that service, where we could make a difference? You know, when, when spirit was telling me about the assembly, it took me about a year and a half for me to actually really say, all right, I'm going to do it because it was scary, Laurie. It was Mm -hmm. like, you know, I knew how great it could be. I knew the, I know the impact it can have on people, but it's very, very scary when you're starting out on your own and that imposter syndrome, who are you to be creating a, trying to create a community service called the assembly, bringing people together, having a live singer, having sweet, who are you? And it's, it can be daunting, but as that thought comes in, you remember who you are and you remember, I am spirit. I am God. I am part of the bigger plan. And I have a voice and I want my voice to be heard. And if my voice can touch and impact somebody else to be greater than where they're at or to help them navigate through that that place where they feel that they're in the dark and, and navigate them to a place where they can remember who they are then, you know, I'm going to take that chance and I'm going to stand up. You know, there are people that I, I haven't met anybody who've come to that assembly and walked away and said anything other than they loved it. And I feel that it's not, try- I'm not trying to do the same as everybody else. I'm trying to do what works for me in a way that I feel that I can make a difference. Every Every one of your listeners, each of you, you are unique and you are beautiful and you are worthy and you have something in you that you can make a difference but you've just got to trust that you can do it and believe in yourself and even if it's something so totally far out there do it anyway because life if we've not learned sorry if we've not learned anything over the last two years, 18 months, two years, we've learned that we can transition at any moment. We're not guaranteed the tomorrow. So don't leave it. If there's something within you that you want to do, don't let the mayhem of your day-to-day work, family situation, don't let that stop you being that platform that you can be that you've always wanted to be, you know, believe in yourselves. And I know some of you do, but, you know, that imposter syndrome, put it in a cupboard, lock the key and bury it. <laughs> That's what I say.
0: <laughs> more, more direct than that, then. That's just wonderful. <laughs> but it is so true. And <clears throat> we're talking here, aren't we, in whatever field. You know, you've not just done an impassioned plea to people to go out and be a brilliant evidential medium. That's right. Whatever, whatever in your life, just be that glory, Mm -hmm. you know, absolute reflection of the divinity which runs through everything and including everybody watching tonight and later on and catch up. You are each a reflection and a part and a thread of the divine. So understanding that is the key to unlocking your potential in whatever field.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Learning to let go. Learning to let go of, of that fear, you know, start small and it will just grow and grow, you know, and give yourself the permission to speak, to be heard. Give yourself that permission and you don't always have to do what everybody else is doing. You need to find your lane. Yeah. Stay in the lane that works for you. And if it means that others think why would you leave your your um your job your your banking job if you like to go mm. and do fishing. You go and do that because your soul it feels right for the soul.
0: Exactly. Uh, comment here from Wayne Suter, which I brought this up because uh, there's a particularly poignant part in there and he's saying I love how the online has opened so many doors for people all over the UK and the world it's been a lot of people sanity saved a lot of people's sanity me included yes. over the lockdown Wayne you know what um, that is so true because we've uh, we were just thrust out of our world. Mm-hmm. Everything. Talk about the rug pulled from under everybody. Yes. And we were all looking and trying to find something to uh hold on to. And talks like this and anne nights have really done their little bit. Again, there's a lot more people doing a lot more little bits. But the overwhelming effect of that is it's been a real big help to people to just connect on that soul level so thank you for that Wayne
1: thank you Wayne thank you definitely it's uh, it's it's very true you know I live on my own and um, I can usually count on certain days uh, um, how many calls I will get on one hand you know and going through when lockdown first happened you know most people I know they have a family or they have children or they have a partner or they have brother or siblings i don't have any siblings i'll oh, get the smallest violin out in a moment i don't have any siblings <laughs> just me my mom and my dad and uh, just me and my fish here but you know i as a as an only child i've been used to my own company for a very long time so it wasn't new to me but i felt for those people that need people around them all Mm. the time and suddenly they find themselves not being able to be around people and that's why i really wanted to get the open platforms you know where people can demonstrate the, the the leadership or the speaking and then um the open prayer expression to god and then now obviously the assembly and i do have something new coming in the new year but um i will advertised that in in the in the group um but the idea is about those people that without it what you're saying Wayne is very true without having that access to those doors the zoom land as I call it um many people would have spiraled into some form of depression because I'm not being funny being on your own you've got to like your own company yeah. And you've got to be able to keep yourself and your mind healthy and your mind busy. And in a way, when finding the time to relax, of course, but when most people have gone home and, you know, the evening has started and it's 7, 8 o'clock and most people are settling down and then there's just you, it's very easy for people who are not used to being in that quiet alone space to cope and so having the zoom land um i've been using zoom for five years it was nothing new to i've taught online for a very long time but knowing that you are having a platform for people to interact with other people and one of the things i do when people come into the room and i decided to do this a long time ago that when people come in i call them out by name and the reason why i do that Laurie, is so that even if there is one person in there who lives alone once we've finished that's it for them that they've been seen yeah that they know that they've been seen and that they are part of this group and that's why i call out everybody's name you know but thank you Wayne that's it's very true thank you
0: yeah i i too live alone all uh, oh, right there you go yeah during the first lockdown, it, it didn't impact on me uh, as badly as it would do some other people because yes. I'm used, as you were saying, used to my own company. But I would yeah. think I've not spoken to a human being for four days. Hmm. You know, and it's just like, how wow, you
1: know, yeah. what
0: is going on here?
1: absolutely and what do those people who are used to speaking to people all the time and they don't speak to anyone for a few days yeah how do they cope you know and um it is a it is a time that i'm glad we're out of that lockdown where they they have that interaction but um yeah it is a it is different it is different
0: yeah phil shaw hi phil The importance of physical and vocal presentation for platform mediums can't be underestimated. And he applauds what Amory is doing as a form and as a former actor, now voice presentation skills coach. Mm -hmm. I appreciate the benefit of having a drama training and mentorship with Gordon Higginson, which now equips me to pass on the techniques and confidence building that in itself complements and supports the process of mediumship. Well done, Anne Marie.
1: Oh, thank you, Phil. Thank you. Yeah. Can I just say something on that just quickly, Laurie?
0: Yeah, yeah. Because
1: just remind you've just reminded me, Phil. When we spoke about the imposter syndrome, I want to tell his story uh, when that really fitted and it fits in with Gordon. I applied for the Gordon Higginson Memorial Scholarship in 2013, 14, and I remember it was on a Saturday where we'd have to go up to Stafford and, you know, you have to do all sorts of different things and they they decide whether or not, you know, you're going to win the scholarship. And I remember the Friday night before, I was doing a, a service a Friday night, my first Friday night in a spiritualist church and people were paying three pounds for their entry fee. And I thought, oh, look at me. I'm going up in the world. People actually <laughs> pay you to come in. And I remember it because I, I remember the music I asked them to play. And, I, you know, my thoughts on that memory is that it, it went well. But the Saturday morning before I was traveling up to Stafford, it was I remember thinking, what are you doing? Who are you? About you're going up to, to do a scholarship. Who you? you've got you've got no sense. Are you joking? Stay home. It's safer to stay home. Let the nah. professionals do it and nah. just leave it to them. And I remember that thought and I thought, do you know what? I've paid £70 for this ticket. It doesn't matter. I'm just going to tear it up and I'm not going to go. And then the thought of spirit came in and they said, But if you do go, and you don't get it, wouldn't it still be an experience, an experience for you who wants to do your CSNU one day, that you'd have an understanding of what it feels like? And I thought, oh yeah, actually that makes sense. So I'll just go for the experience. And so I went up there and I um you have to, you know, do your 15 minutes, you have to do your 15 minutes address, you have to do your demonstrations, as it were. And I remember when it was my turn to do a, a an address, and I was I was shaking because I didn't even have an idea. You know, I'm coming from the the pass uh, the platform accreditation scheme uh, level, and I'm thinking I need a script, I need something. Spirit, help me, help me. And I could not, for the life of me, think of. What am I going to talk about when I go up there? Because all they kept saying to me is, if you're ever going to speak unscripted, today's the day you should try it. And I was like, thanks a lot, spirit. You've really got my back. <laughs> anyway, so I remember being in the um, in the Nail Centre Church, and I, um, I had uh, Minister David Bruton, uh, Minister Judith Seaman, and Julia Armand. They were their assessors and you had no your- pressure, your- pressure your- then no pressure <laughs> then so i remember going up. it's like the green mile going up that long um aisleway. And when you get up onto the platform there's not there's nothing for you to hide behind there's no lectern mm. that you can stand and let your knees knock together so i remember standing i still didn't have a clue and i as i stood up when i looked at everybody and i said today i'm going to speak about fear I think it's very apt today, don't you think? And everyone started laughing. And I don't know what I said, but whatever I said anyway, um, did my 15 minutes. And then about f- three weeks later, I got this letter and it starts saying, oh, we just wanted to thank you for coming. I hope you had a good day, blah, blah, blah. Lots of information halfway down the page. We'd like to congratulate you on becoming one of the winners for Gordon Higginson Scholarship Memorial. And Brilliant. so thank you. So that's Phil just reminded me of that through what he said about Gordon. But it's showing you that if we allow the fear and we allow that imposter syndrome to hold us back, we also take away the opportunity of our growth in, in other areas. And so by sharing that story, I hope anybody here that has anything, any field that they fear um, of doing something, don't let the imposter syndrome in you hold you back. So thank you very much, Phil, for saying that.
0: Very very, very true. Been there, done that myself. There you
1: go. So you know. Yeah, exactly.
0: And the worst thing, you, you went through with it.
1: Yes, the, I did the it. The
0: ones where you don't do it, where you would have torn out that train ticket. Yeah. That memory doesn't stop there for weeks, months, years afterwards. Absolutely. Thinking, I wish I had. I wish I had because your soul is saying, I want, you know, I want now. You
1: should big. do that you know and that's what you've got to do you've got to listen to that self that part of you that's that's given you the idea that's given you this you can do it and it's it's so easy to fall into a negative state it's so easy to fall into that negative thinking it's easier to to think negative than to keep a positive mind frame unless you work at it unless you develop a trust in the guidance of your spirit team, or or you listen to that soul part of self that is trying to get you to step forward. And when you can start to trust that, then you start to do it anyway. Susan Jeffries, that book, feel, feel the Fear and Just Do It Anyway. You know, And that's what I live by, feel the fear and just do it anyway.
0: Yeah, and that really resonates with me as well, especially at the moment. Next year, there's a couple of things that I'm going to do for the experience.
1: Right. Okay.
0: And I am just, I am so looking forward to it. I'm just like, I'm going to really enjoy that experience. Yes. It's going to be nerve wracking. Yes.
1: I'm going to do just it. do it anyway. Remember my story? That morning was not going to go. I went and. You know, everything is about an experience, Laurie, everything we do, every day is an experience for every one of exactly. us, all of us in the room. Every, the moment you wake up in the morning, you have an idea of maybe certain things that you want to achieve that day, certain things you want to get done. But there are things that happen beyond your control. You might get a phone call from someone who might whatever they say may stop you doing what you need to be doing or anything can happen. There's too many variables to actually talk about that. but. What I'm saying is every day is an experience and we will never get back that yesterday. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. So in between in the current, we might as well live like a king and a queen and just do everything. Take risks, take chances and believe in self. (laughs) That's what I say anyway.
0: Uh, uh, So true. Uh, Craig Morris in the room. uh, Hi, Craig. going back on to a topic earlier. I think Zoom has been amazing and is here to stay for so many of us.
1: Absolutely. Yeah,
0: yeah definitely, uh, Craig. <clears throat> Amory.
1: Mm.
0: What an amazing evening. Absolutely. Thank you. Beautiful evening. I, I'm sorry, I keep smiling because this one comment keeps coming up and I've just got to put Go it out there. Lorna Harper. Amory.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Amory brought the brave
0: heart out of me.
1: Oh, what's Lorna like? I know,
0: oh. I'm, when I tune in on Monday, if I don't see Anne Mar- uh, Lorna with blue face, yes,
1: <laughs> I just yes exactly. Disappoint. She's going to have to paint her face now.
0: <laughs> Amory, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, thank any, you, Lori. Any closing comments you'd like to make, my darling?
1: Firstly, I want to thank you for. All that you've done. You know, if people go to your your platform and they will see the world of videos, the world of um, communications that you've had with many people on many different subjects, and I think that's a library of learning where people need to go, firstly, all right? I also want to invite everybody to the assembly on Monday. Laurie has put the, um, the link in the comment box there. It's free. It's on Zoom. I also want to leave you with trust in yourself. It's going to be okay. Help is on the way. Just believe in you. Those are my closing words. My name is Anne-Marie Bond, and it's been a pleasure, everybody.
0: (laughs) Anne-Marie Some evenings are, all evenings are wonderful. They're such a journey. And some evenings just zing. And tonight has certainly been a zinger. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank Thank you, you everybody, for joining us tonight.
1: Thank you, everyone.
0: Just like to remind everybody, next Saturday, uh, we do have an online charity evening in aid of UNICEF. That is a Zoom presentation. You can uh, purchase tickets, excuse me. Sorry, we're having a lot of building work doing and I keep coughing up bricks and lumps of wood and chisels and things. Um, (laughs) It is an online demonstration of mediumship. We have Jack Eckhart from Denmark, Frederick Hagland from uh, Sweden, and Stephen Trolland from Scotland. There is a link to purchase a ticket by donation uh, for Zoom. I also offer, I do realise not everybody follows other people's charities. Absolutely great. The whole essence, the whole energy of the night is just giving. So if you have supported another charity instead, absolutely beautiful. Drop me a message. I do not need to know the ins and outs of what you've done, where you've done it. And I will happily send you the Zoom link. So that's seven o'clock next Saturday night. Uh, a little medley of mediums to start the Christmas spirit rolling. And of course, with the UNICEF link as well, you know, what else but children for Christmas? But Amory, absolutely beautiful. What a star. What Thank a star you, you are. And Thank you comment- very much. Yeah. We will wish you all a very pleasant and wonderful good night, everybody. Take care, and we look forward to seeing you again soon.
1: Good night, all.